Good morning, everybody. We are in Psalm 73 this morning. I'm going to go ahead and read it now. Psalm 73. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. They have no struggles. Their bodies are healthy and strong. They're free from common human burdens. They're not plagued by human ills. Therefore, pride is their necklace. They clothe themselves with violence. From their callous hearts comes iniquity. Their evil imaginations have no limits. They scoff and speak with malice. With arrogance, they threaten oppression. Their mouths lay claim to heaven, and their tongues take possession of the earth. Therefore, their people turn to them and drink up waters in abundance. They say, how would God know? Does the Most High know anything? This is what the wicked are like. Always free of care, they go on amassing wealth. Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. All day long I have been afflicted, and every morning brings new punishments. If I had spoken out like that, I would have betrayed your children. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their full destiny. Surely you place them on slippery ground. You cast them down to ruin. How suddenly are they destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. They are like a dream when one awakes. When you arise, Lord, you will despise them as fantasies. When my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you, and earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my life and my portion forever. Those who are far from you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my refuge. I will tell of all your deeds. Um, our psalm today deals with the same kind of issue that we saw in, uh, in Psalm 49, which we looked at previously. The psalmist is discouraged at life because of the prosperity of godless people, especially considering his own suffering and struggle. He confesses that this envy of the wicked became a real problem. But as for me, he says, my feet had almost slipped. I had nearly lost my foothold, for I envied the arrogant. It was almost his downfall. Perhaps his very faith was at stake. How could he trust a God who was so unfair or so, indis or so disinclined to help? or too weak to punish. Ultimately, our psalmist gained wisdom, and he shares that as a warning for you and me. Don't be jealous of other people. Don't dwell on thoughts of why others seem to get the blessings that you yourselves want or perhaps even deserve. Don't get caught up in dwelling on the unfairness of life or the things you don't understand about God. It could cause your feet to slip. It can be easy even to think you're wasting your life trying to be good. It doesn't pay off, so why not be like everyone else? Surely in vain I have kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. These are the temptations that Asaph wrestles with here in the psalm. Fortunately, though, things change and he eventually finds perspective and wisdom in the sanctuary. When I tried to understand all this, it troubled me deeply till I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their final destiny. The sanctuary is the place of meeting with God. It's the place of worship. And it's here that we get the right perspective. It's here that 
Whatever troubles you about the world and even about God himself takes its rightful place. You may not solve all the dilemmas of human existence here, but you will see the greatness of God. You'll come to understand that he makes everything right. Next to him, the things that worry you are revealed to be actually insignificant. Yeah, they may be big and complex to us, even ugly and confusing. But even so, in the presence of God, they're not where your eye focuses. They become appropriately diminished in the light of his glory. For Asaph, he realized that the wicked will one day face judgment. And so there's absolutely no need for him to be jealous of them. For us, it's also enough to realize that God will make all things right. With this newfound perspective, Asaph con continues, Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will take me into glory. He's been complaining about all the good things that ungodly people get and feeling sad because of all that he himself misses out on. But in spending time with God, he realizes that not only will the wicked one day face judgment, but even now what he, Asaph, has is greater than what they do. Although maybe he's missing out on riches or security or comfort or pleasures, he realizes that he has something far better. God himself is with him. Yet I am always with you, he says. He goes on to remember how, God's hold, how God holds on to him and gives him wise guidance. And then he gets the thrill of knowing that even after death, he'll enter into glory with God. And now we enter into true praise. After taking a close look at what we think we're missing out on, and an even closer look at all the great blessings that we have because of Jesus, everything looks different. Whom, whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Yes, earth has nothing I desire besides God. Come on, you can declare this too. Think it through. Take a closer look at what you've envied or desired. You have Jesus. Next to him, every other desire is weak and pointless. Earth has nothing I desire. Can we live like this? Can we stop focusing on all that the world seems to offer and to realize that what we truly long for is only in him? Even if my flesh fails, even if my heart fails, I have him. He is my strength. He's my portion forever. Let's repent of yearning for the pathetic treasures of the world and set our gaze afresh on Jesus today. Father, you are good to us. Forgive us for jealousy. Forgive us for thinking that you've held out on us, that you're denying us the goodness and the pleasures and the blessings that others enjoy, that there's good things in life that we could have, but you're just keeping them from us. You're not withholding anything good from us, Lord. You've done so much for us, and even now you provide for us and you're with us. You promise us eternal life with you. God, you are great. We declare to you that this earth has nothing we desire. You are everything. May we live with that kind of single-hearted devotion today and in the days that follow. May we not be deceived into striving for the world's dim pleasures or accolades. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. You are everything, O oh Lord. Amen.